This is Small Town News. I'm Keith. I'm Craig. I'm Neil. And I'm George. And what we do each session is we read small town newspaper articles from small town newspapers somewhere in the United States. These newspaper articles are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. From those stories, we might take a thing that happens, a person that occurs, or a singular word. I'm not redoing this. We're just trying to make big stories out of small town news. Where are we today, Craig? We are in Indiana. I'm not. What? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Craig, we no, lost Craig wait, on wait, the road trip. Wait. We're in South Carolina. Yeah, I am. Yeah, there we I'm, go. I'm in South Carolina. <laughs> Where in South Carolina, Neil? What do you got there? Chiraw. How do you spell that? Uh, C-H-E-R-A-W. Chiraw. Chiraw. Chiraw, South Carolina. Outside of Charlotte, right? Chiraw. Is it? I think it is. Okay. Yeah, 90 minutes southeast of Charlotte, located on the P.D. River. In South Carolina, um, ninety minutes northeast of Columbia, South Carolina. I have. I now I know why I've been through Chiron. Okay, just my travelings through uh, going to uh, Fort Jackson from Charlotte and all that sort of stuff, and all over the place. Yeah. So you've been through. Probably haven't stayed the night there. I have not. <laughs> uh, population of fifty eight hundred. I am certain they do not have a hotel that I would have considered uh, an acceptable brand. Okay. I'm pretty snobby with my hotels. What, what brand do you like? <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by which brand? (laughs) (laughs) About the Holiday Inn Express is about as low as I will go. I thought that was pretty nice. That's a ringing endorsement. That's about as well, and and that's the thing. I want to feel like I know I have clean sheets. Wait, you know? Hey, that's that is a valid point. The illusion of clean sheets. I want to feel like I right Hampton Inn. I'm a I'm a Hampton Inn guy. I can do that. Uh, and, and there are a few others, particularly um, traveling, but those are the two like bigger chains that I look for. Are you comfortable with Airbnbs? No. Okay. I, see, I'm not a fan of staying in other people's houses because I feel like a guest even if I paid money. Yeah. And I shouldn't feel like I have to worry about what you think about what I'm doing in your place. Yeah. I've only done it a couple of times now, but I feel kind of the same way. And I'm, I'm still not really clear on whether or not my sheets and room are as clean as they would be if I was in a hotel. Right. Or if the stuff in the fridge, is that for you or not for you? It's for me if I rented the place. Right. Yeah. So. But I'm still not touching it, but it's for me. <laughs> but like, you could eat it. Yeah. But so, but so the, the last one that I stayed in, uh, the person that was supposed to clean it forgot it forgot that they were supposed to clean it that day so we showed up there at seven o'clock and it was like this doesn't look right the bed's not made there's garbage and then we called the guy and it was like yeah it slipped through the cracks the person that was supposed to clean it forgot so so i mean he had somebody come on a sunday well the like 30 minutes notice and come and clean it but yeah it was like hard to get over that seeing it dirty yeah and then to feel like it was clean again even after it was clean. yeah like you shut up at your 19 year old cousin's house. Yeah. And that's where you're staying is in his room. Yeah. yeah no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the town takes its name from the Shira American Indian tribe, who, along with the PD <laughs> tribe. <laughs> you said Shira. And I was just thinking. Shira? Yeah. Shira? <laughs> oh, Master, from of, the Master universe. of the Universe? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I was clearly preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> Captain there, Moses Rogers lived in Chiraw and is buried in one of the town's cemeteries. Rogers captained the SS Savannah, the first steam-powered ship to cross the Atlantic. The Savannah was a hybrid ship. Its historic crossing, crossing was powered by sails at a side-wheel steam engine. That's not the first crossing by a steam-powered ship, then. Um, maybe it's the first crossing of 
something yeah. with steam capability? Huh. Due to the fears about steam-powered vessels, Rogers was not able to recruit any passengers for this voyage. The vessel was quickly dubbed a steam coffin by potential passengers. (laughs) Only his crew made the crossing. The next ship to use steam cross the Atlantic uh, to cross the Atlantic would not make the voyage until the 1830s. Like 20 years wow. later, yeah. The claim is dubious that it was the first oh, steam-powered transatlantic vessel. The ship could only carry a limited amount of fuel, so it only spent 11% of the voyage using the side wheel. The majority of the trip was under sail. The Savannah was converted to a sail-only ship after this crossing due to financial troubles. It wrecked on November 5th, 1821, near Long Island, New York, in a storm. Rogers died on November 11th of the same year. He was not on board the ship when it sank, but died of yellow fever while on a trip to Georgetown. Can we talk about how non of an anecdote all that really was? Captain Blank was born here. He was famous for this, except it really didn't do that, so I guess he's not really famous. Anyway, the thing wrecked. <laughs> That's, and he died somewhere else. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, so this is when I... What so, a non-anecdote. So I love going to the town's websites and mm-hmm. seeing what they presume they're famous for or what mm-hmm. they claim they're famous for. And half of those things didn't exist. So they crossed the Atlantic with something that had steam power. And mm-hmm. everybody's going, nah, not really. You didn't steam power the whole way. You only did right. 11%. Yeah, I mean, 11%, that's, that's nothing. Yeah. Like if you were if you were on fifty percent of the voyage, well, okay, all right. <laughs> well, they still cross the Atlantic in a steam with coffin. wind, with wind. <laughs> like every other boat. Coffin. Yeah, <laughs> you're not special. But they you just see used what it, it did? to stay warm. That's the thing. The haters caused them to get rid of their side wheel, and they just went to sails. Yeah, I, don't know. I just can't imagine trying to do that with a side wheel to cross an ocean. I because like a river boat. waves and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it couldn't have had a really good cut to it, right? They're right. just like slamming up and down right. every way. It's just something that spins because it looks pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's really. Oh, here's your claim for fame. Uh, David Thornton was born there. Oh, David Thornton. Yeah, Cindy oh Lauper's husband. Cindy Lauper's husband. Yeah, did you know Cindy Lauper was married? Did you well, know? she is. <laughs> Do you remember what he was famous for? <laughs> to a man. What the songs that he wrote? Do you remember for helping her have fun? Oh, no, I just, I, I don't know either. <laughs> also, Dizzy Gillespie. Let's not skip oh, Dizzy. Yeah. Um, he was born, born in Chiron. Yeah. David Thornton. Hello. <laughs> born John Burks Gillespie. Dizzy taught himself to play the trumpet and trombone as a child. There's an annual festival celebrating Gillespie, and there's also a statue of him in town. Thornton, an actor, has yet to receive such an honor by the town, despite having roles in Home Alone 3. The superior the of the Home Alones. Yeah. So did y'all ever play trumpet or trombone in the band? Any? any I, did. I, did I think we trumpet. discussed yeah, like my band That's right. experience. But, but what was interesting is Dizzy Gillespie, who was this famous musician, mm-hmm. do you remember what he looked like when he played the trumpet? Oh, yeah, it was great. Well, it was... Apparently, very destructive because I remember our band teacher saying, Don't play like Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. You need to keep your um, cheek muscles tight. Don't let them blow up like that. Yeah. And, and, and I've never understood how he was able to do that. I know. And, and it looked crazy, but I think also, it's just spare air, just extra air, like the reserves. Yeah, yeah but it yeah. also stretched out his mouth and right. caused him to have to work even harder every time to exactly. try and trap the air. So, in what you're there. saying is he's even better. Than we thought he was. Right. No, I, what I'm saying is, imagine how much better he'd be if he'd had my middle school band director. <laughs> so was he also the one that had the bent? 
yes, trumpet yes. that that got damaged in a like it got damaged before a concert. <laughs> I thought that was an purposeful bent. No, I think it was an accident. The one that went straight up to the ceiling. Yeah, the one like that was the, bent. He had like a. Uh, is that right? I I don't know. I, don't I make know. I make yeah, stuff I up sometimes. I don't think that was an accident. Maybe the bend made him have to blow his cheeks out. <laughs> <laughs> He's have to work so much harder to get the air through. There, Dude, there's like a, there's buy a, a new trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, I got this. I got this. I My got favorite this. trumpet. Yeah. Okay. All right. On January 6th, 1953, he threw a party for his wife Lorraine at Snooky's, a club in Manhattan, where his trumpet's bell got bent upward in an accident. But he liked the sound so much, he had a special trumpet made with a 45 degree raised bell, becoming his trademark. So he liked it so much, he got rid of it. And made, and made one, one and had one made just because I'm sure it came when it bent on the right. ground. Um, but I, I remember <laughs> that. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I remember the most random things, right? But that, yeah, I remember that story from childhood for some reason. That's, you know but, who works smarter and not harder? David Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was Home the inspiration for yeah. girls just want to have fun. You're right about that. That's right. I'm sure. That's or right. Time after was time. It, yeah, he was a total jerk. I'll say, was time after time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, was it after a really bad day with him? Girl, just running. Oof. Uh, and then she's, Jess says, well, that's it. Unless y'all want a bunch of tidbits about the town's racist history and its involvement in slavery, the Civil War, and Jim Crow, that's all I've got. Enjoy your time in the self-proclaimed, quote, prettiest town in Dixie. Close quote. Yeah. I'm good, Jess. Thanks for that David Thornton goal. <laughs> <laughs> Group Seeks Cemetery Expansion by Randy Garner. Randy! They only move the headstones. <laughs> the St. David Cemetery Association has announced plans to undertake a transformative project in the near future. Jim Crawford, president of the Volunteer Commission that oversees maintenance of the cemetery, announced that the group has procured the last parcel of land on St. David's Block and plans to expand the graveyard and parking lot. The project will enhance a major entryway into Shira. Chira. Chira. Only six letters and I can still mess it up. As well as providing a safer parking area and additional grave sites. Crawford said the project will be a benefit to the town. The planned changes include extensions to the cemetery's fence, a parking expansion, and new pathways and landscaping. In order to affect these improvements, Crawford has announced the formation of a fund drive to use the property adjacent to the existing cemetery on 2nd Street. Cut to the fundraising pledge drive. All right, uh, we're so glad all of you could come here tonight. We're, as you know, we're trying to expand the cemetery. Uh, we're trying to make it really one of the best uh, cemeteries in South Carolina, frankly, if you want to know the truth. Uh, right. Thank you very much, very much. Um, so we've got some plans. We've obviously got uh, got the parking lot. Um, so that's uh, there's there's an opportunity to, to sponsor spaces in the parking lot if you want to do that. Uh, there are other sponsorship opportunities. I, I, um, I do have a question about the sponsorship of the parking lot spaces. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> so I, I do have a plot. Okay. For myself and my wife. Uh, thank you. Thank yes, you for being I, a part of. Of course. I, it's where we'd, we'd always, we're from here. We want to stay here. But my question is, when you're sponsoring a spot in the parking lot, is that where you intend to be buried? Like I would have a spot uh, maybe at the end of the parking lot would be my gravestone and people could park there while they thought of me fondly. You know, that that's a great idea that we haven't thought about. Okay. 
Uh, so we could certainly do that. The parking block could perhaps have your name on it. That's what I, well, no, no, uh, just two spaces, just one for me and one for my wife. We okay. would be underneath the spaces. That's correct. But instead of a headstone, like the, the yeah. wheel block, maybe we could, we could do oh, that with your name I, in it. I, yeah. I misunderstood. I thought you wanted to name the whole, the whole parking area after me and my wife. And that well, would just be, that would be like, too much. Too uh, much we too we much. could certainly work something out. <laughs> That's uh, really uh, financial uh, consideration. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned here. How many parking spaces will it take to bury my truck? Oh, uh, uh, first, what kind of truck do you have, sir? And thank you for your interest in St. David's. I, I got a Ford F-150 extended cab, four doors, and I'd really like to make sure that that's buried next to me. Good. I, I think we could accommodate that. Is it is it the full eight-foot bed, or is it the, the <laughs> five-and-a-half or six-and-a-half? Uh, son, I got a customized 10-foot bed. Oh, um, you're probably going to have to buy two concurrent spaces that are that are sort of head to head, so a long one, and then one for yourself as well. So that sounds like a three space deal. All right, uh, I I can get on board with that. I'm going to need probably a tombstone as well for the the truck. Me not so much, but okay, okay. Uh, I, I think we can work that out. Uh, yeah, I, I got a concern. Is this project also going to improve the existing? parking lot because when i parked here this evening i accidentally ran over a whole bunch of these protruding concrete slabs out of the ground oh, sir, and, the, sir. and the parking lot wasn't even paved it was practically dirt it oh, was wow. dirt, in fact that's uh, some of it very fresh and overturned sir that's um that's actually part of the the burial area of the cemetery now i know exactly who you are so I'm afraid we're going to have to have another conversation at the end of the meeting regarding replacement of the headstones. Uh, but you actually drove over people's graves. Really? Well, that's yes. horrible. We what should I, get some signs up so people can understand the difference. So well, what I will say, sir, is the entrance that you came in, I understand this is a little confusing. That is why we're going to put the new playground equipment there. Well, you're going to put playground equipment over the graves? Yes, sir. But you also uh, can help sponsor the playground equipment if you'd like to. It's so, going to be right next to the water slides. You said water slides. Why Correct. Would, why would you bury a water slide? Oh, no, we're not going to bury it. What? But you can get it's It's just a place for the kids to hang out while you're here visiting uh, your, your deceased relatives. Uh, we've noticed that one of the things that's always challenging uh, is when people bring kids. Uh, typically, the kids are bored or upset, uh, and, it, and it really shortens people's trip to the graveyard uh, to visit their deceased relatives. So we're, we're trying to, uh, to really attack and solve that problem for people. You're putting in a park on the grave sites? Well, not, not a full park, just a, a small playground and then some water slides. Water slides? Mm -hmm. Yes, like sir. Like a water slide park? Well, yes, sir. We're, uh, the wave pool's not going to come until phase three. Excuse me, I was looking over the plans for the water park, and I have to say I'm a little bit concerned because it appears that all the slides, whereas they would normally go to a swimming pool, all go towards dug holes in the ground. Yes, sir. Well, and, you know, we, we want it to be, you know, sort of graveyard-related. So if you'll notice, the, the tall one is Dead Man's Drop, and that one does go straight into a hole in the ground. Yeah, there's no water in those holes. That is also true. Uh, so is this for the living or the dead? I'm confused. Well, it can start either way. That's really up to you. So when we're buried, we can go down the slide. You can. That does sound nice, actually. I, that's how I've I, always wanted to go. I mean, that's not bad. Uh, we are going to offer pony rides, so you'll you'll be able to ride ponies while I'm um, dead. 
You put if my dead body on a pony and ride it around? If you'd like, it's also for the children. Again, we're trying to make this kid-friendly. <sighs> uh, so so we're going to have pony rides. Uh, and then there's the bounce house. Um, bounce house. Where yes, you, sir. Where are you going to bury the ponies? Uh, we don't intend to, to bury ponies here. They're going to be live ponies. Ponies don't live forever. That is true. They don't. Uh, but we do have we have cut a good deal with a glue factory, so I think we've got that squared away. Okay, so can we and t- a Chinese restaurant? So total, we're total recycling of the ponies. Is th- where on the graveyard is the Chinese restaurant going to be? Oh, that's going to be in the corner next to the parking lot. Okay, uh, we also do have a drive-through lane, um, and and if you would like to be buried in the drive-through lane, you can do that. There's also an opportunity. Now, this is very special. It's only for eight people. They're eight pipe bollards and what we can do is encase you in acrylic and use you as a pipe bollard that way every you, time people pass word? you what did you say a pipe bollard are you familiar with that not at all uh, you know the steel posts that stick out of the ground to keep cars from from like hitting buildings and that sort of thing oh we're gonna do those but out of acrylic with people in them oh. you do have to does have to be someone sounds, who's deceased prior to the pouring sounds of the like acrylic. it costs extra not, well it, it is not, a little it won't extra. for me i've got a family pipe bollard so yes you do you you yeah. are yeah can I make a suggestion? Absolutely. Come out drive-throughs, and it's got me thinking. You know, my mother-in-law, like, I want to pay my respects, but I don't want to take that much time. Can we kind of put her by the road, like a drive-through section of the cemetery? That way I can just drive by and we pay do my have, respects as I go toss some flowers out? So we do have some spots that are available at the Chinese drive-through oh, along the passage. Now. Right. I, I've got a garage at my house. Can I bury my garage here with my truck in the garage? Uh, I'm not exactly sure how we would do that. We don't we don't move buildings, but if you could, if you could hire someone to move the building, I'm I'm sure we could dig a hole big enough to to put it in. No, I, I think I want my house and my garage and my car and me all on this lot. It's easier to keep the assets together. Yeah, I, I got them. Yeah, Dude, that that that's fair. Um, like a pharaoh. Who that, says you can't take it with you, right? Yeah, you got a you got a pyramid package I could look into. You know, we do have a pyramid package. Now we're we talking. Have the, we have the Luxor pyramid package. All right, so um, it looks kind of like a landfill, but it's a more of a modern day pyramid. Correct, very All much right. a, a modern day pyramid, uh, and and we can we can cram you and up to seven relatives and or slaves and animals uh, into the pyramid package if you'd like. Well, this sounds a little too rich for my blood. I'm I'm just a common man. What have you got available for someone who doesn't have as much money to spend? It's just gonna be me and my wife. We're gonna take up a little bit of space. I got um, a ten foot bed in my truck. I don't want to be buried with That's this. That's pretty young man. generous, right I, there. Right, but I. I don't want to be buried with this young man or his truck or his uh, slaves. Sir, or, um, beggars can't be choosers. Right. So what do you have for, for a common we man? Do, we do have a beggar package. Tell me about it. All right. Perfect. Uh, they bring your body to the edge of the cemetery. You're placed okay. in a wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow? Just to, yep. just to, just to, tra- just to transport Just for transportation, there. yes. Well, that's okay. Uh, then a burlap sack, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're dumped into a mass grave and covered with lye. So when you say mass grave, who else would be in there with me? That really depends on who dies within about two weeks. of You could be anybody, really. What if nobody dies? Mass murderers, presidents, you never know. But what if nobody dies? Then it's not mass. We're oh. just going to wait. So if it's just the two of us then. Let me tell you, I was skeptical at first. But I'm looking at the plans now. We got the water park. We got the Chinese restaurant. We got plenty of parking. And we got the mass the, grave. We got the pyramids. I gotta be honest, the cemetery part's kind of bumming me out. I think we should probably get rid of that. I think that's a great idea. What do you guys think? 
I'm in. Yep. Here. I'm in. Yep. Well, as long as there's just a little corner for my my wife and I and our dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> All in favor for a mass grave provision? Aye. 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 All right. Very good. All right. Let's get some low main. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that I was going to say, because you mentioned drive through cemetery. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were in Havana, we went to the old Havana cemetery. And when you're like, everybody who sort of comes through there, you have 15 minutes in the chapel with your body, like with, with your deceased relative. Oh. And it is like a, a funeral mill. They just cycle through and through and through. And they brought like, we were, uh, one came through and we were there. And the casket is in like a, a little like Toyota pickup truck is what they – like not a hearse or anything else. So different from what we're used to. But it was just sort of cycling things through like – because they obviously don't have a lot of churches uh, given that they don't really allow – But people just drive in, look at the truck, and then drive out. Probably. I mean, is that what it was like? In oh, no. Like there's a little chapel and everything, but like the little Toyota truck pulls up. They take the casket in. They do their little 15 minutes, and then they're out. They're and then gone. it's time for the next funeral. Yep. In does the minutes. casket stay in there, or does the casket come It goes back, back in. in the truck and then goes and gets buried. But the other thing that they do is you basically rent a space in the mm-hmm. cemetery for a few years. It's not yours permanently. Yeah. So, so when the rental is expired... You're only in there for a few years, when and then, then they dig up the bones, you get put in the ossuary, you're given to your family, and then it's somebody else's. What's an ossuary? It's a, it's a bone, bone box. Yard. Bone box? Bone box. So the, you are buried in there, but then they dig you back up and return you... After you're decomposed. Yeah. After, the family. after the well, disposable parts. Yeah. Yeah. After the di- disposable bits are gone, yeah, they, they bring you back. They put you in the ground so the worms can eat you, and then they clean bones, and then they put you somewhere else. Correct. Well, then wherever your family wants you. I mean, you can buy a spot, but they're insanely expensive. And that's in Havana. Yeah. Because it's a small yeah. place. Large city, not a lot of room to put people Fascinating. Yeah. Improv group to perform Friday. Oh, no. Randy Garner. Oh, Randy. (laughs) Improv is coming to the area when the Marlboro players present Improv Comedy Night on Friday. Marlboro, like the cigarette? Yes. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) I've never enjoyed saying that word. It feels wrong in my mouth. Marlboro? Marlboro. The L feels out of place. It does. Marlboro. Marlboro. But then you can't get more labor out of it with the advertising bit. Subliminal. What do you mean? It was subliminal advertising. More labor. That's why they always had a cowboy and a hardworking folk, hardworking people. Marlboro means more labor? Yep. That was sort of a, it was supposed to be an advertising trick. So it was the working man smoke. I've never heard of that. Really? Yeah. It was an advertising class in college. What I remember about it is the Marble Man died of cancer. He did. Lung yeah. cancer. Lung cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Not some random cancer. No. no. <laughs> so one of the most interesting things I ever heard about the the warning label that's on cigarettes is that it actually became a trigger to make people want to smoke. Did you ever hear this? No. No. So uh, because so many people saw that warning label on the side, they read it, they knew what it meant but they associated it with the pack of cigarettes. You saw that label every time you went to smoke. It, the font, the way it was, that exact Surgeon image, General's warning. Surgeon General's warning on the side. You saw the way that looked, and they found that when they studied it, that when people saw that image, it made them want to smoke as opposed to make them not want to because for so many years they had associated that image with smoking. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The way the font is, yeah, it's it terrible. Was- 
it's not good looking. Right. And yeah. so it gets your you, attention. Does it tap back into like the rebellious nature of when you're younger? Like no, that's the it's, only it's thing. It's just I can image think of. association. That's just all it is. Here. Is when you see it, it's, it's just part of the habit. The font was always the same, same color. It, but it, you can but, see it if you close your eyes right words, now. You can see the, it. The words were different, but it all looked the same. Yeah, because there were different warnings. The font was meant to look that way, to where it was hard to read, where it wasn't like easy to make out. It was just, it just kind of disappeared into an image. Does the Surgeon General put warnings on anything else? Have you ever seen? I think there's some on alcohol. What does it say? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I just <laughs> it's not stopping me. Very <laughs> is it make you want to drink? Yeah, and I I smoked for years too. I did too. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be I'm, interesting to spend a day in the life of the Surgeon General. Cut like to <laughs> oh. cut to the Surgeon General's office, uh, boss. Um, yes. So, uh, getting word from POTUS, um, he says you've got to stop put, putting warnings on so many things. What's that? Yeah, POTUS is saying you're putting way too many warnings on products. People have to be warned, and I'm the man to do it. Do I have to tell you my title? No, no, no. I know you're the Surgeon General. I Absolutely. Am no, I'm not a general. I'm the Surgeon Private, but I am here to tell you we're getting word from POTUS. I mean, look at some of the things that you've been putting whoa, warnings on. Whoa, 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 on. son, 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 slow down there. Look down at your shoes. I, okay. They're practically untied. That is very unsafe. Let me see. Give me give me your shoelaces for a second. Let me get all my right. pen. Uh, Let me get my pen what? here. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Don't write all right. on my shoes. Not tying. Be still, son. It's hard to write on these laces. Not tying laces may cause an increased likelihood. Okay, let me draw some more out here. No. Um, no, I, of tripping sir, sir. and injuring once. Uh, excuse me, sir. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to knock you over. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. What is it? Uh, Son, son, get over here. I got my yep. tattoo pin here. Let me get your forehead what? there. Oh, please don't. Not watching oh, stop. Oh, where you're going oh. could cause tripping and uh, your period. Sir, God. sir, God, sir. I hate working got, here. You've got to stop doing this. So one of the specific, another specific example they gave was you put that label on milk, right? That's Surgeon right. General's warning. Milk may cause diarrhea. It very well could. Are you ever drinking bad milk? But it just says generally milk. Do you think milk causes diarrhea? No, milk is a very temperamental type of food here. It's a moment away from being good or bad. I bet, sir, what, it's on my iffy list. What about the warning you wrote on Kathy? Do you on, think that was called for? Oh, that was rude. I'm sorry, sir. Hey, where was I wrong? Jeez. Well, oh, it's not like a, a general statement about the nature of Cathy's. Look, look. Yeah, you, the way you wrote it, it's like it applies to all Cathy's. All I'm saying is, all right, it's like the milk, okay? Sometimes milk is good. Sometimes milk is bad. Some days I walk in the office, Cathy is a very pleasant individual. But a few days of the month, but she's not uh, very no. pleasant. Sir, sir. And I'm just saying, people need to be warned. That sometimes Kathy can be a little temperamental. But you wrote, the Surgeon General warns that Kathy is an irritating bitch. And Which I think is, that might be a little heavy, sir. Even if it's true. It's not intent of your office. Well, you tell me what's better, okay? Being a little too cautious or being a little too careless. And here in the Surgeon General's office, we're cautious. That's what we do. Well, POTUS has asked us to take away your hand stamp that you've been walking around stamping things with. 
No, 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 no. How are people going to know it's official? Okay, this is a very specific font that grabs people's attention and lets them know that this is the real deal here, okay? He can have my stamp when he pries it from my very cautious fingers. Cut to a grocery store. Um, a couple is shopping for food to cook for dinner. All right, so uh, what are you thinking? What do you want to have tonight? I'm so hungry. Uh, I could really go for anything here. The macaroni sounds good. Macaroni? Okay. Yeah, maybe all right. some macaroni so, and cheese and all right, so some here's, green uh, beans. Well, here's some macaroni. Oh, Surgeon General's warning. Ooh, maybe cheesy? Maybe, but that's okay, right? We want cheese. I like cheese. Okay, all right. Well, then let's get it. Okay. And you said green beans. Green beans, yes. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, Surgeon General's warning may not be red enough. I don't even know what that means. That uh, They're green beans. Right? So so it's okay that they're not red enough? Or should we be concerned? Wait, every bean has a warning on it. This one says may not be blue enough. And it's also green beans. It is all... But every, it's a different brand? Every single green bean has a color mistake. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, some people, when they... Um, the buy beans out here. They they might expect a different a variety of colors in <clears throat> their food. <clears throat> but but they're called green beans, sir. Well, you know, I mean, uh, names can be deceiving sometimes, and you got to make sure people understand that. As, as so I'm told. <laughs> Do you recognize that man? I think it's. The Surgeon General? Is that the? Are you the Surgeon General? No, uh, no, I I don't know what you're talking about, Dad. Don't don't look at the side of my jacket. Mm. It looks like a metal. It's Four. a golden scalpel. But no, what you, mm, no, I don't, Four of them. I don't know about that, Dad. Just a, go about buying your beans. I would say. All right, so so let's. You want to get a steak? Let's let's look over here. See if we can get some meat. Okay. Uh, oh, Surgeon General's warning. Mm. May cause butt cancer. What is butt cancer? No, cancer of the butt. <laughs> of course. Cancer of the I butt. I don't think that's a real kind of cancer. It is. That's what happened to Farrah Fawcett. She had butt cancer? She did. She ate a lot of meat. Look, the point is, I put that there because of Farrah Fawcett. It was a very tragic day. You are the, the Surgeon public. General. Okay, I admit it. Now, I am the Surgeon General. That was a sad day in the history of America when we lost Farrah Fawcett, and I think all Americans should know the dangers of eating a steak. Cut to the Surgeon General on the psychiatrist's couch. <laughs> he's fed up with the lack of respect he's shown by his colleagues in the general public. All I'm saying is, I work hard, day in and day out, trying to keep the American public safe from all the hazards of everything that's out there. And, and I just, I, you know, I wander the grocery stores all hours of the night, and all I hear is people complaining that what I'm saying is frivolous. So I, I hear what you're saying. I recognize that you believe that it's true. Have you considered perhaps that maybe your view of hazards and the need for warnings might be a little bit excessive? I mean, but that's how I see things. So so if I could give you some advice, if I might. Oh, okay. If I may. All right. I think that you should perhaps consider that things around you aren't quite as hazardous as they may appear. Huh. Um, and that advice given from others might not be quite as dangerous as you think it could be. Uh. And that if you give me a stamp on my forehead again at the end of this session... I will shoot you in the face with a gun. Okay, if I promise not to do that, you'll, you'll give him a stamp back when I leave, though, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
cut back to the Surgeon General's office the next day. Okay, keep the keep the products coming, man, because I'm feeling really good. We got to modify everything. Are you here. feeling okay, sir? I'm feeling better um, than I have before. Let me let me okay. can, oh. let me see that packet of cigarettes here. Okay, Surgeon General's suggestion. You uh, know, man. Uh, Do what feels good for you in the moment. Uh, here's Pass the heroin and the cocaine, sir. Wait, okay, no, no, um, those, those hey, are hey, dangerous. Hey, hey, you know no. what? Surgeon General's thought. Whatever, guy. All right, next. But those are very dangerous things. You should warn people from... You know, isn't it about perspective? You know, like maybe we shouldn't be so harsh on stuff. Right, sir, here, here are the, uh, the garbage bags... Garbage. Um, you're bags. taking the choking and, and suffocation hazard yeah. off, I think. Or hey, you know something. what? Maybe this could be a mask. Go for it. Uh, sir, the, here's the, the, the child's pajamas that are not flame retarded. Okay. This definitely needs a, a warning on it. Hey, you know what? They're Human made torch, of hay. that's a fun Halloween costume. Let's go. You should not allow They're made of hay. Uh, and here are the not. Roman candles and, and black cats, sir. Okay. Hey, this might not be made of real Romans, but you know. Hey. Hi, everyone. It's Kathy, your favorite person from down the hall. Kathy. How you doing, General? I'm, I, you know, I'm doing good. I, I feel like you're the person I, I really need to modify my harsh warnings about here. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Sir, no, sir. Uh, Kathy actually is an insufferable bitch. Oh. Well, get the hell out, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> Stop stamping me! <laughs> so, does anybody know who the Surgeon General is today? I've seen pictures of him. Do you know the name of the person? No, but I've, I've only heard him speak C. recently. Coop. But do you know the one from when we were kids? See Everett Coop. Coop. Well, and I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. They, I, I don't know if they were always more out there. See Everett Coop either. is the only one I C. can ever name. Everett Coop. Anyone of our age can say exactly all three of his, well... Two of his names and his first initial. Right. I don't know what C stands yeah. for. Well, it was, I mean, for me, it was a couple of reasons, right? Number one, it was, you had the AIDS epidemic, right? Did he do a Surgeon General's warning for that? Yeah. Uh, what did he stamp? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> condoms. It was condoms. <laughs> he stamped condoms? He didn't, well, well, that reminds me of a joke. You know there's a Surgeon General. He stamped it said, it said King Koopa. There, no. There, no, there's a surgeon's general warning on condoms. You've what never does seen it. Say? it? No. It's at the bottom. You have to roll it all the way down. <laughs> 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 but we all know what he looks like, too. Yes. Yeah, so that oh, yeah. was the other thing I was going to say. So the first time you see him on TV, yeah. he, he looks like an Amish guy in a, an army uniform. Right. He looks like yeah. a C. Everett Coop. Yeah. Tourism director Dale Davis to market Chiraz History Natural Appeal by Maria D. Grandi. In his position for just a short while, Town of Chiraz Tourism and Marketing Director Dale Davis is not new to the town or to some of his responsibilities. I've been a resident outside of Chiraz, but I did a lot of things here. Davis says, I owned a business here for some time as well, True Blue Advertising. The business started in 2006 and joined with the town to help its branding strategy and marketing campaigns. Davis said that makes him uniquely familiar with the vision and the goals the town is working toward. He plans to continue building on the foundation that David Sides started. Sides worked with the town prior to Davis coming aboard. I'm very enthusiastic about the different opportunities that's available here. 
That's great English, Davis said. I wanted to expand and do additional development to Chiraw's rich history. He plans to tap into agricultural tourism a little bit more. All in all, I want Chiraw to become more a destination than a pass-through, he said. Obviously, the town's got a lot going for it. Very familiar with the town's history, Davis talked about how General William T. Sherman fell in love with Chiraw, and because of that, he didn't burn it down during his famed march to the sea. That's why there are a lot of antebellum homes that have been restored to their original splendor. He recognizes history is important, but he also plans to look at the progressive side of things as well. One thing he plans to do is bring the community together through events and festivals. One of the biggest things he's been working on for this year is the Christmas Festival. It will have a parade boasting more than 100 floats and should draw in at least 1,500 people. Also on Davis's to-do list is harnessing the power of social media. <laughs> right? So we cut to the meeting where David from the Tourism Development Authority is announcing his plan to the town. So uh, I believe that we are going to be able to bring everybody here from all around and it's just that we can have our beautiful bushes and we can have our nice history and the four houses that didn't get burned down. But the way we're really going to have this is I've got a marketing plan. We're here for to hear it. So. All right. I am going to harness the power of social media. Uh, like a David. Um, do you like a, do, do you have any more specifics? Yeah. Uh, Ask Jeeves is where my journey begins. Ask Jeeves. Ask, Does that even still exist? Ask next, Jeeves? next, he'll tell, tell us he's going to be start using Dogpile. I don't even know what that one is. Yeah, I, yeah. I just go to Google and type the Dogpile. Dogpile. It's an old search engine, and Dogpile, I think, oh. connoting pile of, of excrement. What is the plan you're going to share on? Social media, as you really say. hoping to get some details. Yeah, maybe. well, we're gonna harness it. Harness okay. it. Harness it. What we're gonna harness the 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 land, and we're going to develop it into. Yeah. Uh, um, is, yes. Is it time to come in, David? Wait. Uh, uh, I got a costume on. What is that person wear? I, I, have, wait, is, I, I haven't. I, I am no. social media man. What the. Why social Harnessing media the power of social media. What, what, he should not whoosh, be wearing what, pants. Why, why is there a whip? What the? Whoosh, wait, ah, what is he? What is he even wearing? Take that, social media. Whoosh, what? Ah, okay. Oh, you've beaten me into submission, David. Hold on. Oh, uh, I bend to your will. Yes, that's, that's an uncomfortable image. There, please stand up erect, please. No, I shall so, tell him where to be. I have harnessed this power. Kneel before me, social media. I kneel before you, David. All right, right, two things. Number one, this does not prove to us anything about your plan, your ability to spread the word even. This is just a man in a costume. You're going to send him out? Second of all, he's got a Netscape hat. What? About assless chaps would give us confidence in this plan. I'm very uncomfortable. Sir, to be honest, all chaps are assless. Please turn around. Not in Chiral, they're not. All the way, sir? Oh, no. Please. Just... It's, no, God. That No, the other way with your ass opposite no. of us. I okay. paid extra for that power. 
Okay, what power? It's a costume. Look, what we need are specifics in land development, time frames, budgets. This is the information we need. We don't need a, a, a mascot show. And why is he not wearing a shirt? Behold my ruby codpiece. See that too. I wasn't going to mention the codpiece. I thought it went without saying. Obviously, he's wearing something red over his genital area, and I'm not as comfortable with that, or less comfortable perhaps. That's than his I am. search bar. Search bar. Yes. Clearly, he's wearing a bridle. Is that those reins coming down his back? This is very. It makes me very. Of course, they're reins. Yes, he rides me like his horse. Okay, what is the plan again with the land in town? Because I feel we're going in a very specific direction. Before I met social media, he was wild and untamed and roaming around the streets with no home. He didn't know what he was doing. He had never taken a photo of food. He had never touched a search bar. That is true. Well, we don't want to talk, you talking about touching his search bar, but how will you h- help to promote the image of our, of our town? You, you're the tourism director. That's right. And I have a presentation now of photos of me with social media. Oh, that's not our town, though. That I looks like it's in Charlotte. It's a, it's a very large city. This is us in taking a tour of the antebellum homes. Oh, there, oh that, I do recognize uh, that home. I, I still don't understand where we're going with this presentation. Are, are you trying to sell us on social media? I cannot sell a person. No, I, I can only been, harness him. I have been tamed. I, I think I, we're all pretty clear on the idea. You know what? That, oh God, I think what? maybe you need to be tamed. Now, hold oh, on. Okay, good Lord, hold please on. don't. Stay close with me. We got to have strength in the Social media. Keeping a no, table hold between on. Us. Yes. Let's ride. Wait. Toward this foolish no. man. No. What is going on here? This is weird. No, stop that. No, I, I, I vote nay. You no. You nay. Yes. Oh God, no. No. At that moment, at that moment, the boardroom doors burst open. Steam and clouds come billowing in, and from those clouds come in a masked figure. Hello there. It is me, your arch nemesis. Bad publicity. <gasps> what are you doing here? Oh, I heard there was all sorts of social media happening in here. It'd be a shame if I came in and tainted it with bad vibes and negativity. <laughs> You're such a troll. <laughs> Rumor. Hearsay. I'm torn, to be quite honest. I don't like the power of harness social media, but at the same time, bad publicity will ruin our town to the outside world. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, I can harness bad publicity. Councilman Tomlinson, you sat quiet long enough. What do you have to say about this? Well, fellas, I've sat here quiet long enough. Y'all know me. I'm Councilman Tomlinson. And I think what we need, the only thing that's going to bring order here is we just return to good old-fashioned word of mouth. None of this social media crap. Just people talking face-to-face. Nothing gets lost in translation. Like old-fashioned gossip. That's how we sell this idea. I have also harnessed the power of word of mouth. Come on out. Hello, I am word of mouth. His mouth is huge. Top of the morning, sir. I have harnessed the power of word of mouth. I'm willing to go with this plan of action. I, Councilman Tomlinson, 
if I get a half hour with social media boy in the closet. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's of age. <laughs> no, I just smoke a whole lot. Never read the warnings. <laughs> Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. This week's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Shira Chronicle of Chira, South Carolina, and stories written by Randy Garner and Maria D. Grandy. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Craig Ramey. Research by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by George Oliver. Small Town News is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your grandmother's gramophone. Like what you hear? Please leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small-town news. That's where we harness the power of social media. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. And remember, the Surgeon General warns that Kathy is an irritating bitch. (laughs) 